Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I think there's a mutual, uh, like, I would love to be in Pittsburgh the rest of my career. I mean, I can't speak for the front office, but I sure would hope they would feel the same about me. Yeah, I mean, just being drafted in 2014 I, this is my this will be my 10th year in a pirates organization so it seems crazy to say that but um i don't i don't know anything else and i mean pirates fans have been great to me my whole career so i would love to be here and um yeah i would i would love it yeah all right and and what's your confidence level that there could be something there that you guys could figure it out and and, and arrive at something yeah fair. i mean i'm i'm pretty confident that something could happen um is it going to happen? I don't know. But I, I would like to say that, yeah, we could definitely work something out yeah, for sure. And they worked something out for sure. A five-year, $77 million deal. Mitch Keller will remain a pirate through almost the end of the decade. Austin Bechtel with you. It's the Family Morning Show. That was Mitch Keller with our own Dan Zangrilli at Pirates Fest 2024 at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. I was standing right at the booth live at the convention center when Mitch Keller spoke to Dan about the possibility of a contract. Glad Dan asked the question that was on the minds of so many. What's going to happen with Keller and the Pirates going into this season, going into spring training with two years still on his deal, which is two years of arbitration and conversations that went on during the season. Keller came on right here on the Fan Morning Show after shutout victory, a complete game victory, rather, for Mitch Keller, and talked about how he wanted to be here and how it was important to him to stay with the Pirates. And a big reason why, I think, for Keller and for the Pirates is because this is not a story that was written as a storybook example of how a pitcher makes his big league debut, thrives in the big leagues, and makes the All-Star game. Mitch Keller was very, very, very bad starting off his career before his ultimate turnaround going into 2022 and before he added a sweeper, a cutter, sinker, and changed some things up. To now, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. There's a graphic that stands out to me from a broadcast that goes on MLB Network that Mitch's own brother, John Keller, tweeted out yesterday. John Keller was loving it. 
former pitcher himself, just was loving Mitch's new $77 million deal. Why, why wouldn't he? And he also said this has been something that was in the works for a while now, was not something reactionary to things that have happened this week. So this was a graphic. MLB ranked since 2019. And I think this was at the, the middle end of 2021 that this graphic came out. Mitch Keller, winning percentage, 241, worst in baseball. ERA, 612, worst in baseball. Opponent average, 306, worst in baseball. Whip, 170, worst in baseball. ERA plus, 70, worst in baseball for those among minimum 45 overall starts. Mitch Keller was bad. Now, the Pirates continued to work with him, continued to let the process play out, and Mitch Keller continued to trust the process and let it play out. I mean, there's no denying by those numbers that he was a bottom 10, 15 pitcher in baseball to where now? All-star game, top two pitcher in the Pirates rotation, even when Paul Skeens gets here, and even if they make a trade, Mitch Keller could be one of the best 15 pitchers, starting pitchers in all baseball. He went from bottom 15 to top 15, and you have to commend him for that. You know, Keller's a guy who now gives you a lot of hope for the Pirates rotation. Now... They need to add more. They need to significantly add more to fill this thing out because it's Keller. It's Skeens by June. Marco Gonzalez, eh. Martin Perez, eh. And you hope one of Rolanzi Contreras, Quinn Priester, and Luis Ortiz figures it out. 412-928-9370. I love hearing from this guy early in the morning. It's our buddy Greg. What's going on, Greg? What's going on with you this morning? Good morning, Greg. There's still uh, the Pirates that hired and got a pitcher. Instead of mandating and getting a good team on the field, all you got was a pitcher. That's terrible, man. We need a better team on the field, period. They just won't do it. Well, Greg, isn't one good part about just the overall part of this and the signing and everything like that is that they're trying to keep their own, that they've developed into a pretty solid pitcher where the the notion can always be, oh, the Pirates will trade him with two years left. They'll get rid of him. They'll get something back. Prospects that'll never see the field or won't be as good as how Keller's produced. Like, shouldn't that be a realistic conversation? There was a point in time where Mitch Keller went to the bullpen. And it seemed like things maybe were over. It was at the start of 2022. First couple months of 2022. He went off to the bullpen, only pitched two games. And then he found it. At 159 total innings in 2022, Keller had a 391 ERA, 31 games, 29 of them starts. Struck out 138 in those 159 innings. And then this last year, he set the single-season record for strikeouts by a right-handed pitcher in the Pirates organization with 210 and 194 in the third innings, made the All-Star game with David Bednar. Now, I, I was not trying to completely heighten how bad Keller was in those first couple of years. But what it does is continue to add on to the argument and the point of how good he is now in the transformation that's been made. 
And this is the type of guy that because of that transformation and because of how well you worked with him, had to get this contract done. You had to do it. And it's not a it's not a huge deal. 15-4 over 5. Keller on the open market and out free agency. Contracts are pretty ridiculous. You can find guys signing just absolutely garbage deals. But because it's free agency and there's a big market and a lot of bets being thrown on the table, sometimes the price gets jacked up. 15-5 for Mitch Keller, 15-4 officially. It's a good number. If he pitches like the way that he has second half of 22 and for most of 23, he was very good in the first half of 23, second half of 23, kind of faltered a little bit. He had his moments. But this is a deal that the Pirates needed to make. They need to make plenty more. But they invested in Keller. They stuck with Keller. Where it seemed like, I mean, that was the argument with Tyler Glasnow. Did the Pirates give him every opportunity to be a starter? They tinkered with him in the bullpen. Justin Message, who ended up being the bullpen coach, was self was proclaimed as the Glasnow whisperer in AAA, AA, wherever he was coaching, was basically seen in AAA Indianapolis. And he would work with Tyler Glasnow as the Tyler Glasnow whisperer. He came up to the major leagues, was not very good. I remember seeing Mitch Keller win a minor league championship in Altoona with the curve. 2017, I was at the game and won the Eastern League Championship. He went about seven innings, gave up a couple runs. It was pretty much dominant. And that's the way that Mitch Keller looked in 2023. The minor league portion of Mitch Keller translated to the major league portion. So right now you got Keller, and you pencil in Paul Skeens right now because he's not going to be there on opening day at the end of March. He's not going to be there on, on the, at the home opener. Wouldn't that be cool if Paul Skeens pitched the home opener in the beginning of April? And he's probably not going to be there until the middle of May. Why? Well, one reason is, obviously, Super 2, you want contracts and stuff like that. But just throw that aside because this is also a bigger reason. He's pitched just over six innings in all of minor league baseball outside of LSU. Garrett Cole, in his first two years, he was drafted in 2011, first overall. He debuted halfway through 2023. Garrett Cole... In two years in the minors, year and a half, pitched 200 innings, 132 innings in 2012, 68 innings in 2013 before he ultimately was recalled to Pittsburgh to make his debut. Paul Skeens has thrown over six, six and change. He's not going to be here to start the year. Honestly, it would probably be surprising from a historical standpoint to see him up here in June. But you're going to pay him with Mitch Keller. And you're going to have Skeens for five, six, seven years. Paired with Keller for another five. It's a five-year deal. Straight five-year deal. Begins this year. No options. Does not start next year. It starts right now for Mitch Keller. Plus, other starting pitching prospects. Jason Mackey came on the show yesterday. Once the deal was announced with when I was producing for Joe Starkey. And talked about the names. Thomas Harrington, Bubba Chandler, Anthony Solomedo, Jared Jones. We could talk about all those names. And right now, they're just names. They're not here. Look at Quinn Priester. He was a big-time name and hasn't produced. Or you can look at Luis Ortiz. He was great for five, seven, nine games. Flop. What, what happened? 
Rowanzi Contreras, why does his fastball go down three miles an hour? Why does it make sense? It doesn't. So some of those things need to be fixed. But Mitch Keller was the shining star out of all of them. And if you let him walk away, there was never any discussions on trading Keller. There was like a couple rumors floated out there by people outside of Pittsburgh, reporters for other teams, uh, hearing that maybe this team we've acquired, we've in- inquired about Mitch Keller and the Pirates kind of lowballed him or the Pirates, uh, what, why are they making him available right now in potential extension talks, whatever. They got it done. Start of spring training. Quick, easy, boom. So now the Pirates have signed guys in three consecutive off-seasons to extensions. Keep Brian Hayes, eight years, $70 million with the club option. And that's why I'm a little bit surprised that Mitch Keller did not have this be a six-year deal. And also a club option added on. Hayes, eight years, $70 million club option to potentially make it a ninth, signed through the decade. That was in 2022, two years ago. Brian Reynolds, last year, weekend of the season, eight years, 106.75, club option added on to that, signed through the decade. Mitch Keller, five years, $77 million. Now, people were complaining yesterday, oh, well, Mitch Keller, the Pirates got a team-friendly deal. And poo-pooing the idea that the Pirates got a team-friendly deal, and so what? Well, um, you do realize that the player and the agent also has to agree to the deal. That's a factor as well. And looking at rotation options, a text that came in, is JT Brubaker still a pirate? Yes, he is. If so, why? Well, he had Tommy John surgery last year. That's why he did not pitch last year. He is expected, coming back from Tommy John right now, to probably be able to maybe be with the Major League team in July or August. Maybe the beginning of August. Because they still got to ramp him back up. Rehab assignment. Get him going again. Same thing with Mike Burroughs, a young prospect that hasn't made his debut yet. Mike Burroughs isn't a type of guy you're talking about as a front end of the rotation type of pitcher. Maybe a four. Another arm. He's probably better than Oswaldo Beto, Andre Jackson, Bailey Falter, some of the guys that started games for the Pirates last year. I like the deal. I think it shows a continued commitment. Now, do things still need to continue to change? Yes. Nobody is denying that. But I think it's nice for the Pirates to continue to sign their own. Keller, Reynolds, Hayes, in reverse order that I just listed, the last three years. I mean, it shows something, right? Somebody came on the show and said yesterday with Starkey, he spent two grand on season tickets. He's that excited. I don't know if I'm that excited. I'll go to 10 games or so. Another text in, signed Trevor Bauer. I'd be fine with that. I'd be completely fine with signing Trevor Bauer. I mean, I mean, the problem with Trevor Bauer isn't that he could still pitch. He probably can. He's been pitched in the majors in a couple of years, went to Japan, tried to shape up his act. A lot of things that came out with him in terms of just his personal life, the relationship that he had, and it was suspended by Major League Baseball, and the amount of evidence that was found, and... There were questions to the validity of things. And Trevor Bauer has basically had his name cleared, but has he really had his name cleared? 
You can have your name cleared, but do people really believe that you're a changed man? You're a changed person. And I don't know if Ben Charrington, Derek Shelton, and others want that in the locker room with a very young team. Do you want Trevor Bauer around with Rowanzi Contreras? With Quinn Priester? With Paul Skeens? Mitch Keller's probably, at least he should be, the mentor, the leader of this rotation. Now, signing a role as Chapman in the bullpen, you could probably say the same thing, not with David Bednar because he's a veteran, but with Carmen Majinski, with Jose Hernandez, with other guys that are down there in the bullpen that are younger guys starting to make their way, whether it's in the big leagues now or still there trying to find their footing, like Hernandez and Carmen Majinski, who was really good, a competitive balance round pick of the Pirates years ago, basically a first-round pick, former starter, South Carolina, now a reliever, and honestly, he's probably going to be the sixth-inning guy, maybe a swing pitcher, Dari Moretta type of guy as well. I mean, the, the, deep, the bullpen is deep. The rotation, would you add, if I would add Trevor Bauer, I'd slot him in right away as my three. Now, did he have the greatest success in Japan? No. Overseas? It wasn't great. Wherever he, where he pitched overseas? I'd be willing to take a flyer on him. Now, Bauer has said publicly, somebody asked him on Twitter, X, what about the Pirates? And he said, nah, they were basically not interested. Now, that was before Aroldis Chapman. Was that before Aroldis Chapman? Was that, before, was that after Aroldis Chapman? And that deal was signed? It's a realistic question to ask because if you're talking about personality and character, well, didn't we all think Domingo Herman was going to sign here? And the troubles that he's had that might be worse than Chapman, probably worse than Chapman, right? And he was posting with things on his Instagram story, black and gold, I'm back, 55 returns. Well, that was disputed. To him, the role is Chapman and Bauer. I mean, you got to add. And Edward Cabrera, it seems like the steam is kind of coming off the engine right now and that that deal doesn't look very likely to be happening. The balloon is really starting to deflate. It'd be nice to have a 25-year-old pitcher that signed through 28 or 228. It's another text in, signed Julio Urias. One, do you need another lefty? Do you want another lefty? It's fine. If he's a good enough pitcher, regardless, okay. Does Rhea still have time he has to serve on his suspension? I'd have to look into that a little bit further. He was good for the Dodgers. Still think that he has a lot of work to do to be trusted again by a major league team. And that's another thing that's in consideration here. If you're a major league ball club, you're not just going to sign guys based on, well, they were very good. They did shape up their act. Maybe it's different here. I think the Pirates, from an overall culture and image standpoint, more so culture, kind of think that Chapman can be good for their bullpen and maybe don't think that Bauer can be good for the rotation in terms of a every five days going out there, having a positive impact on the staff. And I don't know if they're really for sure that Trevor Bauer is going to be worth the headache as a pitcher, as a starting pitcher. Will he be good enough to be worth the headache? I don't know. The Pirates could be a good landing spot instead of, you know, the Mets don't want to probably take that on. The Dodgers again. The Dodgers aren't going to sign him again. Maybe the Red Sox. It make more sense for a flyer like Oakland 
Maybe even Tampa. I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Bauer goes to Tampa. Kansas City. Not going to go back to Cleveland. What about Detroit? Those type of teams. Or A, you could trade Bauer at the end of the year. Or B, maybe try to sign him to an extension at the end of the year. Middle portions of the year. He pitches well for you. 412-928-9370. What's your thoughts on the Mitch Keller deal? I like it. I read off the numbers. We're talking about just how poor Keller was at the start of his career and how good he is now. Now, there's still room for improvement. Derek Shelton gave him the nod to start on opening day for the second consecutive year. He's not an ace. He can be, but he's not there yet. He's not. I like Mitch. He's a two. He's a two right now. If he's your two and Paul Skeens is your one, I like it. That's a good one, too, for the Pirates. Keller's got to drop the ERA a little bit. I don't like paying 15-5 for a 4-2. He had a 3-9-6 the year prior. I'd be good with a 3-7-5 for my number two pitcher. A 3-5 for that type of money. I think you're getting a good deal for that. 412-928-9370. Your thoughts on Mitch Keller? Also, I could talk about pit basketball. This is must win, right? Virginia Tech tomorrow. Here, right here on the fan. Also, Pirates' first spring training game is tomorrow against Minnesota. You can hear that on the fan at 1 o'clock. Road game for the Pirates. That doesn't really matter too much in terms of the venues and stuff like that and spring training. Just go out there and play. It kind of does in terms of win factor, how much the ball is blowing out. Because Florida's kind of unpredictable with the wind and the conditions during the day and who's hitting home runs. You know, there's always somebody in spring training. I mean, just think of a random name out of a hat. Let's just say, like, the Travis Swaggerties of the world. And Lyoba Pagaro is fighting for the second base job right now. There's always somebody. Who was it that hit really well? Bly Madris, was it? There's a couple of guys that hit so well in spring training. You're like, oh, maybe they got to come with the major league team up to begin the year. I think Kevin Kramer did okay once in spring training. And then the bottom kind of falls out. Is this must win for Pitt basketball? Kind of is, right? Against Virginia Tech. Clemson, probably got to win that game. Pitt right now is not in bracket contention, according to a lot of bracketologists. Mike DeCourcy still has them kind of holding on. Joe Lenardi right now has them out of bracket conversation. We could talk about that. We could talk about much more. Your thoughts on the state of the Penguins. Penns won against Montreal 4-1 last night. It's a win that they needed. I mean, really, every win at this point for the Penguins is needed. Everybody seemingly is on the table. There's a report from TSN out. Pierre Lebrun, really good hockey insider, that Kyle Dubas is going to make everybody other than the core, the Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Carlson? That core four available for the right price. The Fanway Morning Show for the Average Joe is presented by CGR Wholesale, where the Average Joe buys like a pro at CGR Wholesale. Also, fan weather. It's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks at Sun Chevy. Hey, 55 degrees tonight. And today, overall, could get up to 55. Yeah, middle of the day, 2, 3 p.m. Cloudy skies, partly cloudy skies. Sun's going to be poking out behind the clouds. 35 degrees is the low. It's going to get kind of cold tomorrow. 36 degrees with a low of 23. Austin Mexel with you. It's the Fan Morning Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Austin Bechtel with you at Sports Radio 93.7. The fan on a Friday where Kyle Dubas said earlier this week, lots of different things. He talked about his faith in Mike Sullivan. Don't want a full rebuild, but at the same time, The Penguins do want to get younger, and the possibility of a trade of Jake Gensel, it's it's on the table. It's obviously one that's that's at the forefront. He's injured now, um, obviously on injured reserve, and and, um, is eligible to come back on March 10th. I think the the way that our whole strategy plays out in the next two and a half weeks, how our team continues to play, will will dictate uh, the short-term answer at the trade deadline, and then um, we'll continue to have those discussions leading up to that and then and then afterwards with where it's at but I would say it's um, you know I, I understand how valuable he's been as a teammate person in the community contributor to to helping the team win um, Stanley Cup and and so on and so forth so it's it's important but at the at the same time you know we have to take stock of where we're at and and um, you know be realistic about the fact that you know one of the issues we have is we need to get uh, we need to get younger and you um, you know, you know, we have a lot of guys in their in their 30s signed. Some of them are some of the best players in the history of the franchise, and it's tough with Jake, as I've said to him, because he's um, he's an excellent player and playing at an elite level. But um, you know, we have to find a way to continue to have those solid veteran guys, but also continue to get younger at the same time. And it doesn't seem like at this point in time that you can do both, right? Jeff Carter. 39. That contract's up. Sidney Crosby's 36. Kenny Malkin's 37. Chris Letang, obviously, 36 as well. We know that's not going to change. But, you had a 33-year-old Eric Carlson. Still a 33-year-old Chad Weedle who's playing well. Brian Rush, 31. Riley Smith, 32. Ricard Raquel, who just gave a big contract to for $5 million, is 30. It's one of the oldest teams in hockey. And it's really a, a Penguins team that you know, doesn't value draft picks, doesn't really have any prospects. They did pick Owen Pinkering in the first round, and 
It's the first first round pick of the Penguins in a long time. But, but this is just who the Penguins are. A 500 team. They'll float around. They'll have great games. 58 total points in the season right now where they'll look like, oh, they can push over the hump. They can do it. They can go back to the playoffs. All those years of making the playoffs in a row. 17, 18 years that Crosby, Malkin, Latang have played together. They're going to figure it out. But sometimes father time does catch up to you. It's seemingly, he's caught up to Evgeny Malkin at this point. Still a really good player, but a lot of nights. Doesn't look like he's a top six forward. A lot of times where Crystal Tang is still out there playing well, but I really scratch my head at a lot of things Eric Carlson does. Ask yourself this. What good, maybe great, What 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 is the best part of Eric Carlson on the Penguins during the 2023-24 season? Is it just the brand value? Is it just the name acquisition? He's been fine in spurts. Seven goals, 34 assists. He's 41 points. It doesn't feel like 41 points, does it? Does it feel like a meaningful 41 points? He hasn't been invisible. He's turned the puck over a lot and hasn't been most careful with the puck, especially carrying it into his own end. Does he pinch enough? Does he pinch effectively enough along the boards? I, I just want to see more from a guy you're paying a lot of money to, $10 million, Some of that's beaten eaten up by San Jose. You just expect, you expected him to be the general on the power play, to be one of the main guys to change it, to make it better. And instead, it's been made worse. They're in the bottom third of the league in the power play. I think they're 30, 13%. It did score a power play goal last night. Hip, hip, hooray. Doesn't happen often. If you trade Jake Gensel, it's the sign of a rebuild. Not a retool, a rebuild. Now you're still going to keep Crosby, Malkin, and Latang in that. You're not going to get rid of Latang and Malkin just because Sidney Crosby doesn't want the Penguins to do that. And I think Sidney Crosby's owned that right. I think, honestly, Malkin and Latang have owned that right, too. It's a very delicate spot right now for the Penguins. And a lot of teams, it's very difficult because I mean, teams just don't go through this, right? The only example that at least comes to mind for me is Chicago with Taves and Kane. Patrick Kane, gone, traded to the Rangers, Jonathan Taves. You know, the band was broken up as those guys are reaching, they're definitely on the back nine. They're probably approaching eighteen. I think Sidney Crosby's probably on, him and Latang are probably on 16. Uh, they're probably on, well, Crosby's probably on 15. Latang, hey, probably on 16. Malkin's walking to 17. And there's a 19th hole waiting as well. Eric Carlson just needs to do more. Everybody needs to do more. And if that includes having to trade Jake Gensel, which, how much are you really going to get from at this point? Is it going to be a Claude Giroux-type deal that's been floated out there a little bit? Sidney Crosby basically said, not going to be too hands-on and saying you need to keep Jake Gensel. That was a takeaway, at least from the Rob Rossi article, that I took away from it. That Crosby is okay with what happens next. He's won his cups. 
Obviously, it'd be better to win more, but he wants his legacy to be finished out in Pittsburgh. And right now, that's the direction that things are changing, and this is just going to be a 500 team until those guys retire. It's not good enough, but it's hard to do two things at the same time. The pre-show with Crowley, Doran, Zeiss, up next right here, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Austin Bechtold saying, have a great weekend here on The Fan Morning Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.